Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. Podcasts and blogs by geeks for geeks. www.vtwproductions.com Good evening, everyone. This is Iolite. I am here with Mark Mir. Uh, Mark is the voice of Commander Shepard in the Mass Effect series, um, and you've done a whole bunch of other things. So tell me for a minute, Mark, uh, you don't live in Phoenix, right? Uh, no, I know I don't. I oh. live in, uh, in Canada, specifically okay. in Edmonton, uh, okay. which is where BioWare, the company that made Mass Effect and, uh, and many other games, is based. And uh, yeah, so that's where uh, I make my home. And uh, I came down here, of course, uh, to participate in a Mass Effect fan film. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you came down here. Uh, what's the fan film about? Uh, the fan film is called Red Sand, and it's actually set uh, decades before the first Mass Effect game. So, it's, uh, it's deep backstory, I would say. Uh, and uh, I think that gives uh, the filmmakers a little, a little room to maneuver in terms of uh, the look of the technology and whatnot. Uh, but I, I think, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, I think it jibes more or less with uh, established uh, Mass Effect history. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad. Well, we'll talk more about that a little bit later, but I wanted to ask you a few other questions um, associated in all sorts of ways with, with where you are. So. You're up in Edmonton. Edmonton? Edmonton, yes. yes. Okay. Um, and uh, I read in an interview that your kind of connection to BioWare came about the normal way. It came about where you got a small part with uh, Baldur's Gate. Yes. Um, and uh, then... One line, as a matter of fact. One line. It was, it was a line in the final cutscene of the game. Okay. So you had to uh, completely beat this multi-multi-hour game, get all the way through, uh, and then you would hear my one line. Uh, but apparently they liked my work because they kept calling me back, and uh, here we are today. So you've been doing a lot of uh, voice acting in different games. Um, you've worked with other people besides Bioware, or primarily just Bioware? With video games, primarily Bioware. Okay. It's, and uh, uh, I also do a lot of radio, CBC radio. Okay. And uh, some uh, voiceovers for cartoons and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a project I did called RantDog.com. Which uh, you, you can find at rantdog.com, and mm-hmm. that's uh, some cartoons by Blue Sky Productions. Oh, nice! And uh, and various other uh, you know cartoons and voiceovers and uh, the occasional bit here and there. Yeah. Now, from what I could tell from my interviews, uh, you seem to have a passion for improv as well. I do, and in fact, that's kind of my focus, and that's what uh, that's what I do most of the time. Yeah. Is uh, improvisational theater uh, with Rapid Fire Theater uh, in Edmonton, as well as Dynasty, the live improvised soap opera and uh, the comedy troupe Gordon's Big Bald Head, and the improvised comic book, The Herald of Galactus. And at some point you actually live also. That, that, that's oh, yes. But I'm <laughs> in not between all of that making things stuff. up on the spot and <laughs> pretending to be someone else, then I, I also have my own life to live. That is how you live, yes. Mm. All right. Um, so tell me, I read in an interview that you have a PS3. Um, I have, that, I have a PS3, yes, um, and an Xbox 360. And an Xbox 360. Yes. Um, what actually are you playing right now? I'm currently playing Skyrim, okay. uh, which of course came out a couple of months ago. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get it quite on the release date because I was traveling. 
but I've now uh, got three characters uh, running concurrently in, in Skyrim uh, of varying levels. Killing lots of dragons? Uh, yeah, they keep showing up. All the, all the t- they're like mosquitoes in Skyrim. They're just showing Well, to my, my high-level orc character, they're certainly mosquitoes. I'm swatting them out of the sky like crazy. My low-level uh, uh, dark elf character who just has a job cutting wood has not encountered a dragon yet because I, all I did was go to the first village, start chopping wood to see how much money I could earn. He's the <laughs> richest character by far. He's richer than the orc. He's richer than the mage. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Um, I, do you actually play all the games that you've done voice acting for? Or? I try to, certainly, yeah. I mean, I think I'm more inclined to, to play a game if I've done the voice of them. Uh, it depends, of course, because with a game like Mass Effect, I'm so privy to the details of the plot that in certain ways it's just like reviewing my work rather than enjoying the full game experience because as I begin playing the game or a given mission, I'll remember all the possible ways it could end and... Yeah, so it's there. Yeah, there's so, there's so, that. So apparently you have some built-in cheats at that point. Because yes, you kind of yeah. know, yeah, I should well, probably choose this path. Yeah, or, or it's just sort of, well, I guess I know every way this can work out. I will guess I'll just go through the motions of my life like Dr. Manhattan, knowing exactly what the outcome will be. Uh, but, uh, and I've mentioned this before in other interviews, uh, a game like, say, Dragon Age, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also in, Dragon Age 2, uh, I can just sort of play and enjoy as a player and then occasionally encounter myself as a villain, kill myself, and move on. Yeah, and nice. Not, and not necessarily know what's right around the corner. Very cool. Um, so, I think I read somewhere that you're a Star Wars fan. I do enjoy Star Wars. Uh, I, I'm, I wouldn't, you know, claim to be as up on it as some, I'm, but, I, you know, I... I as many of my generation, I grew up with Star Wars. I know, I know most of, uh, you know, the obscure aliens' names from the cantina, that sort of thing. So, I'd, however, you know, I'd, I'd say uh, my my comic book knowledge is probably greater than my Star Trek, Star Wars or Star Trek or knowledge. Ah, uh, very good. We definitely should uh, should schedule a a comic. Um, Standoff then between you and my husband. No oh, yes, is he Marvel no, DC? No, Mize is, is a tremendous, uh, he's all across the board. Me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't discriminate as well. Yeah, yeah. It's as kind as of as like choosing, book. it's kind of like choosing Democrat or Republican when you choose a comic, you right. know, by Marvel <laughs> or DC. No, I just do everything. Whatever's right. Exactly. Um, I'm an independent comics reader. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, no, that, that would indicate that I only read Image or Boom mm-hmm. or something, but no, I read all, I read all comics. Yeah. Uh, although, uh, I have to say that Image is actually among my favorite comics uh, these days. Or both, two of my favorites are being published by Image: uh, The Walking Dead and Invincible. Oh, nice! Yeah, those are those are in, easily in my top five. Very cool. So, on the Star Wars question, I was curious if you were playing the Old Republic, Star Wars: The Old Republic. No, I haven't got it yet. Okay. I haven't got it. And the, the thing is that I am not actually online with my gaming. Oh, okay. I have to admit, I you know, know thyself, and uh, I know that if I did have online gaming, then my productivity would just plummet even <laughs> lower than it than it sometimes can get with you know three Skyrim characters. So I've I've exercised a little bit of self restraint and forbidden myself uh, from having Xbox Live or, or playing too many online games. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's we. Uh, that's the same kind of philosophy, you know, when you have the premise of the show, Casually Hardcore, was essentially built on the fact that we have to control ourselves. Yes. Because we just can't. 
yeah. dedicate everything to that. Yeah, and, because, you know, and it's my nerdy habits take up a good chunk of my time already. You know, comic books, I collect toys, I you know, build costumes and that sort of thing. So, yeah, you got to draw a line somewhere. And, yeah, I, I drew it at online gaming. So you collect toys? I do, action figures. Kinds of toys. Okay. Uh, mostly superhero stuff, okay. uh, but also horror uh, stuff and uh, just props. And I have a huge collection, a big basement full of weird stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And um, uh, one of the people that we went to college with had the entire second floor dedicated to all of that kind of yes. paraphernalia. Yeah. I've got it the was, basement. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely and phenomenal. Actually, uh, just recently, just uh, this year, uh, or sorry, last year in uh, 2011, I was able to add an action figure of myself, of Commander, she uh, Commander Shepard, to the collection. So that was thrilling for me. Does it have a little voice button where you can? No, hear no, no. I can, I can just do the voice myself. So yeah, yeah okay. But so only, you just only talk mine to has that feature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. I guess if Jennifer Hale bought one. Oh no, I guess they're yeah they're, because they only did one line so far. So there's a male shepherd, not a female shepherd oh. this far, and only uh, only three of the other characters. So we're hoping that there'll be more of those in the future. Nice. Um, now I also read somewhere. Can you tell I did a little bit of reading on you? That uh, you like playing evil your first time through a game. Yes, that is, that's uh, my MO. Uh, yeah. I, in any game that allows you to choose uh, a good and evil path, I will usually go full evil the first time. So, mm -hmm. like, for example, the old Bioware game, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Sith all the way. Went mm -hmm. full Sith, as Sith as I could possibly be. I made the Wookiee kill the, the, his you know, companion. I made, you know, I, right. with the Force. I did mm -hmm. all, I did all the evilest things that you could possibly do. Uh, and then on my second playthrough, I play as good as I can possibly do. And then it, that way I feel like I'm redeeming myself uh, yes. for all of the terrible things I've done in the first playthrough. So why evil first? Uh, I've always been, you know, a fan of the bad guys. I mean, you know, my favorite character in Star Wars would be Vader. You know, my favorite comic book character, Doctor Doom, you know, the, mm -hmm. or, or Bizarro or Black Adam. I always like the villains uh, more. I don't know. It's just that aesthetic. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Nice. And my wedding anniversary. Is it? Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, we have um I have a lot of friends actually that Halloween is their favorite holiday. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of effort into it and spend a lot of time on it. And oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, do you have a, a particular Halloween costume that you're most proud of? Uh well I try to top myself every year. Really? Yes, yes, there's quite a number. Uh and that's actually how I sort of started with, you know, building costumes and well and in many cases getting my more talented friends to help me make costumes. Uh so I think that the first sort of major project was uh, was a Doctor Doom costume that I made, you know, back sometime in the nineties and I refined it further and further and eventually got someone who knew what they were doing to help me out with it and uh, I got it to a point where I was pretty pleased with it. Nice. But, you know, all, all manner. And again, usually villains. Bizarro Superman, uh, Black Adam. Uh, I just recently did, uh, with the assistance of my friends uh, Laban and uh, Brian uh, and Jerry, uh, they helped me put together a super adaptoid costume. That is an extremely obscure supervillain from Marvel Comics. I was so, going to say, yeah, I, I'm sure that's, that's beyond my a tiny percentage of your listeners will know who that is. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll put that out there and actually <laughs> challenge them. Um, now, I also hear that, that you attend the cons. I do. Yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've been to, let's see, Dragon Con every year since 1998. I haven't nice. missed one yet. Uh, although I have, I've only recently been able to enjoy the full con experience. 
Uh, with DragonCon, it was always coincidentally on the same weekend as a big improv tournament uh, that's held by Dad's Garage Theater in Atlanta. Nice. And so I would just be in town uh, to attend the tournament and uh, would get to you know pop into the merch room at DragonCon and things like that. But I never really got to fully immerse myself in the con. Uh, then eventually, uh, uh, due to scheduling, they, they moved the tournament, and I decided, well, I think I'm going to you know, just go and jump into DragonCon full bore. And it's, uh, it's great. I quite like it. So the last few years, I've been able to just immerse myself up to the neck in DragonCon. So you primarily do DragonCon. Are there any other cons that you do? Uh, well, I uh, recently attended uh, EXPCon in okay. uh, St. Augustine, Florida, and that was a great time. That was, uh, nice. that was very nice, and I attended uh, as a guest. Mm-hmm. And uh, was treated very well, and uh, at, the, at that con was where I first met uh, my counterpart Jennifer Hale. Nice. Yeah, so we actually got to, we'd spoken on the phone before that, but we actually got to meet face to face at the XP con, and uh, subsequently I uh, uh, met her in LA, and you know uh, she and her husband went uh, for dinner with my wife and I, and uh, really hit it off. And actually, my wife and she went horseback riding. Because she keeps horses and oh, they're, they're fast friends. So nice. It all worked out quite That's well. wonderful. So yeah. you work together in Edmonton and have to meet in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, well, no, then, that's the thing. I work yeah. in Edmonton, but Jennifer, of course, records in Los Angeles. Oh, so, and sends yeah, her stuff. We hadn't up. even been in the same city uh, <laughs> with each other. With each other until uh, last fall. Interesting. Um, so, what is your favorite part of DragonCon? Favorite part of DragonCon. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, there's so much. The entire weekend, it's, it becomes a blur, really. I know. Have you ever been? I've been to Comic Con, and I've done, I haven't done, and I've done Woodstocks, and I've done things like that. Now, I, I have not been to Comic Con myself, the, mm-hmm. but I'm told, anyway, that the difference with Dragon Con is that there's, it's much more of a party atmosphere, much less of a, of a corporate focus. Mm-hmm. You know, the Comic Con in recent years, of course, has become a lot of about big studios yep. launching movies and, yep. and corporations pushing product, and and yeah. that certainly has its place. But Dragon Con, uh, again, I, I don't have more about a strict, a party. strict basis for comparison, but I'm told that uh, it's much more about a party, and I can certainly say Dragon Con is a big party. And <laughs> well, that much, sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, and there's a much greater uh, percentage of the attendees are in costume. So, like, I've mm. I've been there in previous years, and I'm like. I'm the only one in this elevator who isn't an orc or a stormtrooper, you know. So, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So. Well, we have, you know, and I did. Uh, we've done BlizzCon, and uh, then we hit conferences, just regular conferences like PAX. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever spent any time at Penny Arcade Expo? I, no, I, sadly, I haven't. I mean, I have colleagues of mine from Bioware, of course, have gone, but but uh, not yet, not yet. I mean, just, I'm, I'm often quite busy, you know, doing when you're like, an actor, you know, doing shows and things like course. that. You can't get away. For weekends, like uh, like you'd like to all the time. Oh, I understand that feeling. Believe me. Um, one last question on this part of the interview. What's your favorite part of being a geek celebrity? Favorite part of being a geek celebrity? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't have again. I have no basis of comparison. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't aware I was a celebrity. I guess I'm being interviewed. So. Yes. Yes. Um, well, I do have to say that. Uh, it's great to uh, be part of something like Mass Effect, where the fans are so dedicated, you know. And I was so thrilled the first time that I saw people dressed up in Mass Effect costumes. You know, someone dressed up as Commander Shepard, and it's like that's a character I played. And someone has spent an inordinate amount of time making a, an incredibly detailed costume, you know, that could be on the screen. You know, it's just uh, it's very gratifying in that way. Wonderful. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, okay, 
So let me ask you just a couple of questions about the your Mass Effect experience. Mm -hmm. um, what has been your biggest challenge to voice acting the Shepard character? Well, of course, uh, again, Jennifer Hale and I both face the same challenge, mm -hmm. is that Commander Shepard is a character that is, in a sense, completely malleable. Right. Uh, Shepard can be a completely selfless, noble hero or a ruthless bastard mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, both saving the galaxy but in very different ways. So the challenge is to present a character that could go either uh, either direction and, and yet still have a middle that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So you have to have a core of who Shepard is and yet at the same time be flexible enough to allow the, the player to make the, the actual decisions that shape that character. It's really interesting that you say that because my follow-up question was, did you find it difficult to voice all the sequence choices? Well, the, so, uh, of course So you have to go this way or that way and you just described the difficulty of, it of is, good yeah. versus evil and trying to understand how Shepard is manifest Again, in not necessarily evil. It's more like noble or ruthless. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're, so, you're working at humanity's interests in both cases. So, so using Dungeon & Dragons terms, this would be chaotic good uh, versus yeah. righteous good? Yeah, or, or perhaps, you know, good versus neutral. I'm not, I'm not sure whether Advanced Dungeons & Dragons or Basic Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> alignment system would be best to explain this. Neutral greedy, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's its own system. Renegade, Renegade or Paragon. Yeah, there and, you go. And, uh, yes, I, I'd say that we rely in, both Jennifer and I would rely on our directors uh, in large measure to keep us on track of uh, what is a Renegade choice, what is a, para, what is a Paragon choice, and then a lot of lines that have to apply to both so mm -hmm. the thing is that you can't actually go too far in one direction because otherwise you're going to sound like you're bouncing back and forth, like you know, you're having insane. wild personality swings. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, to a certain extent you have to keep, to keep it on an even keel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and there are certain lines that will be used by both Renegade and Paragon. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Have you enjoyed the progress of the trilogy and the characters? I have very much, yeah. 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 Is there a, is there anything that you would have done differently? Well, you in know, the in the stories that have released, yes, I've I've been begging Bioware for years to give Commander Shepard a chimpanzee sidekick, and it, it it still hasn't. I'm still hoping. I'm hoping there'll be some downloadable content for Mass Effect Three that includes <laughs> a chimpanzee sidekick. I grew up watching BJ and the Bear. That's probably why. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, are you kidding? Because yeah, that's really funny. A chimpanzee sidekick. That would be good. Why not? Well, I think you really Actually, should play Star Wars then because you end up with a crew of six people. Oh, yes. You, yeah. you well, know, I've got, and my first one, my first companion's name is, is Kem Val, and he just wants to eat everybody. Oh, okay. That's all he does. What species is he? Um, he's, he's not. Um, he's an ancient Sith oh, uh, I see. Okay. servant who right. is essentially locked away and you have to go free him and he becomes your unwilling oh, okay. I see. Um, companion right. and you have to continuously kind of beat him down and keep him in his place and and then you unleash him on things and he's essentially your meat shield right okay um, through the game Sith so meat shield sure well yeah because i'm an inquisitor so it's yes a, yeah it's it's good to have those, not right? the not the strongest of the it's not a warrior class mm -hmm. um so you want a chimpanzee side 
Yes, yes. That's what you would do differently. I certainly, I would, I, I would have added that from the very first game. Actually, now that I mentioned that, I, I believe it's been announced, and I think I can talk about this because it actually has been advertised, uh, that uh, one of the uh, sort of advanced uh, purchase uh, incentives is a robot dog for the Normandy. Nice. Yeah. So, oh. Yes. Very cool. Yes, but I'll, I don't know if I'll end up with that because I don't know if my the free copy I'll eventually get from Bioware will have that or not. We'll see. I well, you would, hope, you would hope that they could give you the collector's edition. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see. It always <laughs> happens that way. You never know what you're going to get, right, yes. when you do those sorts of things. Um, we, uh, is there anything that you can tell us about Mass Effect 3? It's going to be fantastic. Yeah? We're the end to the trilogy. Okay. More than this, I probably cannot say without Bioware hunting me down. Yes, we don't want you actually hunted down in, in any sort of yes. but bad it's less, way. It's released in less than two months, so everyone will be able to see for themselves very soon. So I usually try to end the, the VTW interviews actually doing the uh, Bernard Pivot questions, if you're familiar with those. Bernard Pivot, I'm James not sure. Lipton oh, James Lipton. Oh, James Lipton, yes. Actors yes. Studio. Of course, yes, then I am. Yes. Then I am. Yes. Are you willing to answer those questions? I think so. Okay. It's been a while since I've watched uh, Actors Studios. Well, they're very simple questions and none of them are terrible. Okay. Uh, so what sound or noise do you like? What sound or mm -hmm. noise do I do like? You like? Crunch. You like crunch. Like crunch. Um, what sound or noise do you absolutely not like? Squeak. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you care to attempt? Magician. What profession? I'm not talking you... about stage magician. No. Magician. Real magician. Magician. Yeah. Yes. I should say wizard. I'm sorry. You want to actually harness the forces of the universe? Yes, that's right. Amen. Who doesn't? Of course. Yeah. What profession would you never want to attempt? Bureaucrat. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. It's a very popular one. Yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say upon your arrival? Welcome home. Okay. That would work. Thank you so much. Not I really all. appreciate it. Versus the World Productions. Scaring normal people on the internet since 2010. www.vtwproductions.com